Want to be confident when talking about yourself and explaining what you do? Join my free 21-day confidence building course. You'll learn how to construct a personal elevator pitch, learn how to not be awkward in social situations, how to have awesome conversations, among other important skills to help you crush life. Best of all, it's free. Sign up now at freeconfidencecourse.com. From the C Method, my name is Christina Cantors, and this is Stand Out, Get Noticed, the podcast that helps you communicate with confidence and clarity so you can get what you want in business and in life. To subscribe to the show and download the back catalogue, go to thecmethod.com slash podcast. It's episode 18. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm thrilled that you've joined me today. Uh, why am I saying thrilled? I don't even say thrilled in real life. I'm really happy. I'm really happy that you're joining me today. <laughs> My name is Christina Cantors, and this episode is the second in this series on public speaking. Last week, I interviewed speaking coach Sally Coring-Zimney, and this week, I'm taking you into a Toastmasters meeting. Now, if you haven't heard of Toastmasters, it's an organization that helps people with their public speaking and leadership skills. It provides an encouraging and safe environment for you to practice speaking in front of a group of people, whether it's a, a prepared speech or, or an impromptu speech. I joined Toastmasters earlier this year, and so far it's been amazing. I joined the ANZ, they're called ANZ Talk of the Town Toastmasters, and it's one of the 37 clubs in Melbourne. Yes, there are 37 clubs just in Melbourne, and they're all over the world as well. Anyway, I'm sharing this with you because when I tell people about Toastmasters, a lot of people say, oh, what's that? And I think it's amazing, so not only do I want to tell you about it, I actually want to, and I'm going to, show you what it's all about. So I recorded the last meeting, all two hours of it, but don't worry, I've compressed it down. I'm not going to make you sit through that, uh, just to give you a taste of what it's really like. And you may just get to hear me deliver my very first prepared speech. Just a little heads up. So I hope you enjoy this episode and that it gives you an insight, just a little insight into a group that I believe is incredibly valuable to be involved with. Show notes will be at thecmethod.com slash toast. Just FYI, with each meeting, there are a number of roles assigned. The, quote, Toastmaster is like an MC. He or she introduces the speakers, provides a nice segue, that's segue spelled S-E-G-U-E, between each section, and generally keeps the meeting moving. Each member then takes it in turns to be the Toastmaster for each meeting. For this meeting, the Toastmaster is Sarab. There's a saying, wisdom will eventually bore you. Foolishness is what will keep you entertained. And today, I'll endeavour to keep you all entertained for the next two hours. So, before I we move on to the agenda, I want to just refresh... Uh, the what we do at Toastmasters for the benefit of our guest and also to refresh our Toastmasters. So Toastmasters is a place to contemplate, to bounce an idea, to try, to fail, to succeed. Knowing that your fellow Toastmasters will always be there to help you, to hold you and to guide you. I believe 
this is the only place where you try, try, try until you succeed and you'll be encouraged at all the times. But before I begin, to get everyone warmed up, we do what we call a round robin. One person asks a question and everyone else has 10 seconds to just give a really simple, easy answer. So I'll be doing the Ron Robin, um, what it is for the guests here. So basically, um, we'll have 10 seconds to quickly introduce ourselves and uh, I'll ask a question and you carry on. So um, the question is, well, we all want to be freed from that you know, mistake or the, the, the thing that we've done bad. So a confession, you know, what would be your confession tonight, you know, and so I'll start with mine, maybe. Um, the confession that I would want to make was, why did I come tonight? Because I didn't want to be here, because this is the scariest platform ever. All right, so I'll probably start with, you're here. <laughs> well, I confess, given that we're going around the table a different way, I wasn't prepared to actually confess anything. <laughs> so everyone gave their confessions. Someone confessed they'd tried hash. Another confessed they came to Toastmasters to get out of doing the dishes. I confessed I was recording the entire meeting and hadn't told anyone. And once we'd gone around the table, it was then on to the prepared speeches. It's five to seven minutes. So the first speaker for tonight is Ajit Ravindran. Ajit has a zen-like calmness. But once he comes on a stage, he becomes like a beast. He reminds me of he reminds me of a tiger, where the, he roams very peacefully, calmly in a jungle. But the moment he sees his predator, he just becomes beast. So can you please welcome our own beast, sorry, Ajit, <laughs> for our first speech? I was meant to crouch and come in like a crouching tiger. <laughs> I was. Can anyone, someone tell me, what's the one thing that's stopping you from achieving your dreams? Fear of failing. Fear of failing, okay. Fear of criticism. Fear of criticism. Online. Online. Okay. My wife. My wife. <laughs> and any others? Lack of money. Lack of money. Doubt. Doubt. Well, most of your answers have one thing in common. They're all wrong. Well... They're not just the one thing that's stopping you. They're not just the number one thing that's stopping you from achieving your, your dreams. Fellow Toastmasters and guests, the topic for tonight is the con is on you. Let me explain. Ten years ago, I was getting ready to give my first speech. It was at ANZ, and I had to do a presentation. So how hard can it be, right? Just do your slides, look up towards the slides, and speak to it. I was looking for ideas from my friends, and one of them said, imagine the audience as babies in their underwear, just similar to Jackson probably. Um, imagine them, and then you can speak to them. The second person said, think of a joke. Just like Saurabh has a, has a list, and I had a list prepared about this colleague of mine who's going to be in the meeting. I was all ready, except he didn't show up. <laughs> so... I bumbled my way through the speech. I just thought I was a confident speaker. I bumbled my way through the speech, and I just managed to finish it. 
Here I was thinking, I'm a confident speaker, but the evidence said something different. I was reflecting on this a few weeks after when I was actually driving down the road and I couldn't just help thinking about this, um, my first speech. And as I was driving down, suddenly a car just, just pulls up in the front and just brakes right there, it just brakes. I'm thinking, who is this driver? Who drives this way? And I looked in and I see this old guy. And it's not Kevin, by the way. Kevin, I've driven in the car with Kevin. It's not Kevin. It was another old chap. I'm thinking, why is he driving? He shouldn't be driving on the road. Is it even safe? Anyway, the light turns green and I move on. And then suddenly there's this red light. I break. And I'm thinking, where did this red light come from? There's probably a tree and a branch across. I'm thinking it's probably the branch. This council needs to cut these branches. I can't see this red light. So here is exactly a same situation, you know, where I blame someone else for something that happened and here was my fault and I'm actually blaming the situation around me for things that actually went wrong. Now, some of you actually work, work in the city and uh, I used to work in the city. I wish I could play all of Ajit's speech for you because he is a master at speaking, but I'm going to run out of time. Now, please know that Ajit has been speaking for many years. You heard him. He gave his first Toastmasters speech 10 years ago. Now, one thing you may have noticed is that he asked a thought-provoking question at the start, and then he went on to tell a story. If there is one thing that you do in your next presentation, I don't care what it's for, start with a story. Just try and see the difference it makes. Anyway, enough of that. I'll offer my own tips in a later episode. The next speaker was Graham, another brilliant speaker. Now when you do a prepared speech, you can present on any topic, but you have to do but you have a different challenge or objective for each speech. So one might be to focus on the structure, for instance, another might be to use a prop or to incorporate humor or to use visual imagery with your words. Graham's topic was to research a topic. So he chose to talk about how statistical averages can be easily misconstrued. It was really interesting. Here's Graham. It's a pretty average day today, isn't it? Hands up who thinks it was an average day. I mean, cold, wet, not so good outside, especially if you don't have many clients, you know, like an average day. But is it? Mathematically, it's nowhere near an average day. If you think about the year, the average temperature over a year is not 10 degrees. In fact, today, it was, in June, it's 14 degrees is the average day. So if you, if a mathematician was in the room and said, he said it's an average day, they'd just look scornfully back at you and go, no way. It's kind of like you got this thing, you know, men are from Mars, women are from Venus, but I still haven't worked out which planet the mathematicians actually come from. But it's really important the way we interpret maths. It's incredibly important the way we interpret maths. Because mathematical studies are behind everything that we do in the way we do science, and they're used on nearly every ad that you see. It might even not even be in the words that are said to you, but in the words that are behind. So I'm not here to give a maths lesson. I'm here to talk about influence. I'm here to use average as a way to describe how we can be easily influenced and then to talk about how we can actually do something about it. 
Like the first speaker, Ajit, Graham has been doing Toastmasters for a very long time. I was feeling slightly nervous at this point. It was a really tough act to follow. Uh, oh well, I could only do my best. Endearing, and she's eager to make to to make a speech and learn. Please welcome Christina. Six months ago, I was walking down Ligon Street eating gelati, and I passed an old man. He was busking on the street corner. He was holding a microphone and he was singing Unchained Melody to a karaoke backing tra- track. And he had a little amp, a little amplifier next to him that was very cheap and very tinny. He was terrible. He was that kind of busker that makes pedestrians keep moving. I think if he went on The Voice, his own mother wouldn't have turned for him. <laughs> Yet there he was, standing there singing for the masses. And it was in that moment that I went, if he can do it, surely I can do it. I mean, I sang in choir in high school. I started playing ukulele a month ago. How hard can it be? So that week, I went and I applied for and I got my busking license. I, Christina Cantors, was going to become a busker. Toastmasters and guests. It's been six months of procrastination, of practicing, and of peer pressure, but I'm very pleased to say that last week I finally did it. I went busking. So I went down to DeGrave Street, which is the the laneway in between Flinders Street and Flinders Lane, and I set up my songs that I hadn't quite memorised yet on my little uh, stand there and picked up my ukulele, and I started to play. And then all I could do was just wait. Wait for the scornful remarks. Wait for the beer bottles to be thrown at my head. (laughs) Wait for someone to yell, you suck! But you know what? None of that happened. In fact... It was quite the opposite. I got smiles, I got waves, and I even got a few tips. (laughs) Overall, it was an amazing, exhilarating experience. Now, from that, I learnt lots of things, and I'd like to share three of those with you today. Lesson number one, people are human. In preparation for my challenge, I thought it would be wise to actually get some tips from some professional buskers. So I went out and I asked them, I said, what do you enjoy about busking? And they said, it's the people, those random interactions, a little thumbs up, a smile, a wave, you know, a good on your mate. That's almost as good as a tip, almost. (laughs) And it made me stop and think, how often are we so focused on where we're going, on what we're doing, looking at our phones, we actually forget to stop and look up and interact with the humans, the people around us. How often do you ignore a bus going on the street? I know I do it. So I challenge you to be a little bit more human as you go about your day-to-day life. Maybe say thank you to the tram driver. Maybe smile at the Mikey officers. They're human too. (laughs) (laughs) 
Or maybe say good morning to Glenda from accounts when you bump into her in the tea room and even though she's a grumpy old bat never says hello to anyone. She's human too. So be human. Oh, and also, there's a, the, the law of reciprocity states that if you make someone else a little bit happier, you will become happier too. So it's a win-win. The second lesson that I learned from my busking experience was to be spontaneous. Now, one of the biggest challenges I found was that as I was busking, I got interrupted a lot. People would come up and give me money, and then I'd say thank you, and then I'd mess up my song. So I had to, I messed up and I had to go back. And then at one point, I had a group of women on a hen's night run up to me and go, oh my God, can you play us a song? So I had to stop what I was doing and play a different song for them. I mean, of course, I, I love drunk people with open wallets. You know, they just pour their wallets in. It was great. And from this, I realized that, you know, it's okay to go with the flow and take these interruptions in your stride. Don't let them foil your original plan. It applies to public speaking too. So next time you're giving a speech or you're preparing for a presentation, just keep in mind, if something goes wrong, if something doesn't quite go to plan, maybe you get interrupted. It's okay if you can learn to take those things in your stride. This is what, this is what makes the buskers successful. They're so good at that. And that's what makes good speakers so successful. So it'll help with that as well. So embrace spontaneity. My third and final lesson that I learnt from busking is that things aren't as scary as they seem to be. Toastmasters, six months ago, if you told me, Christina, go out and sing, I would have been like, um, no, thank you. And I wouldn't have used those words either. I was terrified. I was as terrified as you, 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 any of you would be right now if I was to say to you, as you, go and sing outside. <laughs> See? But as soon as I got up there, for some reason, my fears just melted away. And I attribute this to two things. Firstly, I was just there to have fun. I'm not a professional musician. I wasn't trying to be a professional musician. And I thought, you know, I'm just here to have fun. If I just give people a bit of entertainment, that's all I want. And that really helped. And secondly, I didn't care what other people thought of me. These people walking by, they're strangers. I don't care what they think. So what? And this can apply to anything new that you're trying. Maybe you want to learn how to ski. Maybe you want to start a blog. Or maybe you're just feeling nervous for your next speech. Just aim to have fun and don't care what other people think of you. It'll really help. So those are three things that I learned from my basking experience. If you're interested, there is a podcast episode floating around online that documents the experience. So come and see me later if you'd like to see the link. Now, I know I've given you a few challenges today, but if there's one thing that you take from this speech is that I hope it's inspired you, even just a little bit, to take on your own comfort challenge. I believe that getting out of our comfort zones is the best way to learn and to grow and to achieve things that you never thought possible. If I can do it, and if an old man singing karaoke songs on Ligon Street can do it, then I'm 100% positively certain that all of you can do it too. Thank you. So that wasn't too bad. I made sure to memorise my intro and conclusion, and the middle bits just kind of worked themselves out. Unfortunately, you may have heard my ukulele was really out of tune, but oh well, I had to keep going, of course. 
Next up was a speech by a guest, Travis, who is actually the Toastmasters Eastern District leader. So, of course, he's really, really good. It was quite timely, actually, because he gives a really good overview in his speech of what Toastmasters is all about. So, so I thought that would fit in quite nicely with this episode. Here's Travis. Where a colleague of mine asked the question, would you like to come along to Toastmasters with me? Toastmasters? Is that where you guys have lots of expensive wine and you make up all these funny speeches? I had no idea what Toastmasters is all about. And for those who are here for the first time tonight, I've got the feeling that maybe you've got, maybe you're thinking the same way. For those who don't know much about Toastmasters, it's actually it's an organisation which is built on a fine reputation. It was founded 90 years ago. And it was founded on the same basis that what we build our clubs today. And that is, it's a recognition that all of us come to Toastmasters with existing speaking skills. Same, same premise that when we were back in prep, our prep teacher, fantastic teacher, she knew that we're all capable of speaking. Now, some of us may have been a bit more advanced than others, but we all had a starting point. And it's the same thing when you come to Toastmasters. We've all got experiences that we can draw upon. We've all got our own stories. And these are things that can help us when we get up in front of people and start talking. That's our starting point. So why do people come to Toastmasters? Well, it's interesting. I've seen one gentleman come to Toastmasters whereby it was his birthday present from his mother. Wow, what a great birthday present. Another Toastmaster I'm aware of is a member of the BRW 100 Richest People in Australia. And I asked this gentleman, why are you a member of Toastmasters? And he said, I'm sick of hiding behind my name. I actually, when I'll get in front of people and I'm talking to my high-powered peers, I'm actually sick of having that, that unsettling feeling in my tummy. I'm sick of the fact that the night before I can hardly sleep. You see, friends, these sort of feelings that I'm talking about, these are feelings which we all can relate to. So if you're feeling those feelings right now, especially for the benefit of the people who have come here for the first time, it's quite normal. It's okay. And it's also okay to feel have these feelings even when you've been speaking for quite a period of time. After the prepared speeches, we vote on our favourite one and then we take a break. Now, during this time when the rest of us are out having a cup of tea and a biscuit, there are four people sitting there madly scribbling down notes. These are the evaluators who have to give feedback for two to three minutes each about one of the speeches that just took place. I've done it once before and it's not easy. But hey, being able to speak with only a short amount of prep time is, it's a really great skill to have. So after our 15 minute break, we re-adjourned and we heard from the evaluators. They always make a point to provide positive feedback with one or two recommendations for improvement. So let's hear the evaluators. It's always a pleasure to evaluate Ajit. It's been a pleasure to be, um, to be evaluating Graham's speech tonight. What I like about Ajit is that he initially engaged the people, so he asked a question. But what I'd really like to commend Graham about is the smooth use of 
notes. I've seen Christina talk a few times, and the one thing I could positively say about her is she's just infectious. Travis did a fantastic job tonight. I think you would all agree. There was there was hardly a, a foot went wrong, a gesture that was out of place. She's got a certain smile and way about her herself that just seems to be like a hand bringing everyone out and attracting the audience into what she's saying. He has the ability to persuade people. He has the ability to sway the audience. The whole experience was very entertaining and very captivating for us all. For a minor recommendation, I would suggest... A point of improvement, what I'd like to mention. If he can distribute the eye contact to everyone. You're quite fast, your speech rate is fast. It was perfect for the, the speech. But if you slowed down your speech rate, that would emphasise the points more, a lot more. The only other thing, of course, is that he went slightly over time. Maybe those three points could have come up earlier on in the introduction. But all in all, uh, Graham, very well done. All in all, a great job. Well done, Travis. And it's been an absolute joy having you in the club. In all, excellent speech. And um, I probably haven't seen a, a better first speech, to be honest. It was great. Then came the scary part of the meeting, the table topics. Hi, everyone. Uh, table topics is about impromptu speaking. I've got six questions and I'll pick... Uh, random people out of the audience, and you come up and you talk for about, you know, I don't know, 60 to 90 minutes. Um, <laughs> seconds. <laughs> Scared you already. <laughs> okay, so my first question is... The questions were a mix of topics, including, if you could work for yourself, what would you do? First of all, uh, I would love to make a lot of money. How would you ask someone on a date? Uh, it would involve um, probably drinking quite a bit. Um, before I even approach the person. And what reality show would you make? No idea. What about unreality TV? It might be a reality TV program on what, reality, what is reality TV, I guess. This is the most nerve-wracking part of the meeting, in my opinion, and surely in many other people's opinions, because you literally have about 15 seconds to craft an answer to the question in your head. For me, the standout table topic was from Marty, who was asked if he had a genie grant him three wishes, what would they be? I think he asked the best question for, for the, the most sociable guy. And an Arabian guy, you ask him about genie, <laughs> the best. Where's my teapot? Where's my teapot? So, what are we going to ask? I have three questions, right? Always three questions. Three wishes. Hmm. The first one would be... Hmm, Maybe getting the right job for me. Yeah? Serious. That's good. The second one. The second one, I would like to get a camel. Really? <laughs> yeah. You see, everybody like it. Typical. Oh, Arabian guy, you like camel. Okay, bring a camel. Fair enough. If I say a cow, why cow? Why cow? Camel. Fair enough. I bring a camel. The third one. Well, the third one... Just to make as many friends as I can in this country. This is a genuine from my heart. I would like, because I like meeting people, speak with people, I would like to have as many friends, but quality friends, not... Uh, uh, when it's cold, you don't see them. When it's cold, you don't see them. They have to be a specific temperature, you see them. No, I don't need these people. We need them in the hot and the cold. <laughs> this is what I think my three wishes are. Thanks a lot for listening. Really.
Just know that if you come to a Toastmasters meeting as a guest, don't worry, you won't be forced to speak. You can always pass. But it is a great challenge. After that, we voted on our favourite table topic speaker and evaluator, and then Toastmaster Sarab wrapped up the meeting. Just one last word I want to say is I learned a lot, and one philosophy I always keep in mind is stay hungry and stay foolish. I'm going to stay foolish for the rest of my life. Thank you so much. And that's a little taste of the world of Toastmasters. It may sound scary, but believe me, it's really good fun. You learn a lot, and you get to meet some really inspiring people. If you want to learn more about Toastmasters, go to toastmasters.org. There are links there to clubs in your area as well. I'd also like to say a big thank you to the ANZ Talk of the Town Toastmasters for letting me record the meeting and for being so supportive of me. I really appreciate it. So thank you. Now I actually filmed my speech, so if you're interested in watching the video, it will be in the show notes at thecmethod.com/toast. And that's it for episode 18. Thank you so much for tuning in. You are a rock star. Have a fabulous week, and I will see you next Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Australian Time. My name is Christina Cantors, and this has been Stand Out, Get Noticed. Cheers. A few weeks ago, I had an epiphany. Get out of my comfort zone. I must have been channeling Christina at the time. <laughs> Get out of my comfort zone, as it is the best way to learn and grow. So there's me on the street. I thought I looked pretty young, but obviously looking a lot older than someone may have thought I looked. There I was with my karaoke machine. <laughs> My darling, my darling, I hunger for your touch. <laughs> Sing along, everyone. Well, I thought I was great, but this girl. Walking down the street, <laughs> licking her big gelati, just stopped and looked at me agog, like this. I couldn't believe it. She just looked at me with disdain, and I just wondered what should I do here. One thing I did notice: she was spontaneous. She actually said hello. I like that song you're singing, but what it actually did is it totally uninspired me, and I just realised busking wasn't for me, not for me at all. And at this point, I realised I had to move on and get a day job. <laughs>